Now, when I give out a word, and I know your pastor's taught you this, but, but can I tell you, we get familiar with our man and woman of God, and we say, well, I've heard Pastor Lily say that, and so I'm going to tell you in a minute, some people listen, but they don't hear. There's a difference between listening and hearing. My kids, they might listen to me all day long, but they don't do what I say until they hear me. The Bible didn't say faith come by listening, it said faith come by hearing. You don't get nothing by listening. Listening, it just goes up here and you think, but hearing's when it comes down here and you know. Oh, that was good right there. So I, what, the, the few things I want to say to you today, I want you to hear them. Jesus said, uh, said hear what thus saith the Lord. So when you get a prophetic word, the Bible said we have to war over those words because the devil comes immediately to steal the word that you got. So when you got it, say, no, that's mine. That's my promotion. You tell, that's my, that's my favor. Come on now. You take hold of it in Jesus' name. And the other thing, because by the, by the end of this service, that God said he wanted me to release today was major financial breakthrough. How many, how many, you know what, my, help me out, Silas, my thing just came off, glory to God. While you're doing that, how many need a major financial breakthrough? Glory to God. Well, I must be in the right place. I was, I was just checking, making sure I must be in the right place. Hallelujah. So, so at the end of this, as we'll just be led by the Spirit, but I'm a, I'm a, I want to pray for people that need a major financial breakthrough. Because what is today? The, is today the 26th? The 26th of May? Is it the 27th of May? Then you need to write that down because on May the 27th, 2018, you're receiving a major financial breakthrough that's going to change everything. I said, it's, oh, you didn't hear me. I said, it's going to change everything. Your days of lack are over. Your days of being behind are over. Your, See, the world's trying to get you to downsize, but there's no downsizing in the blessing. Don't downsize. I'm telling people, upgrade. Don't downsize, upgrade. You keep listening to the world, you'll be driving a tricycle to work. No, there's no, there's no, there's no downsizing in the blessing. But here's the word that God's been stirring on me. and stir, I've been preaching at my church, and it's about the believer's authority. See, until you understand authority, you can't operate in faith until you understand your authority. You can't really operate because you'll say, well, I, I, I believe God, but... Now, let me, let me read it, because people get nervous if you don't read the scripture. Psalm 115, let me just read this to you. Let me read it to you quick. Psalm 115, verse 16. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. Did you hear that? The heaven is the Lord's. But now watch this now. The earth hath he given to the children of men. Earth don't belong to God, it belongs to you. Everything you see belongs to you. You're not a renter, you're an owner. Now why is that important? I own rental property. And how many know y'all might rent your house, that's fine, but most time people don't take care of something they rent. But when they own it, look out now, you're an owner. God has put ownership. That means all the gold and all the silver in the earth belong to you. But you got to take it. You got to understand your authority. Now, we could go back to Genesis 1 
where God created man in his own... Here's, here's, here's how it says that in Genesis 1. He created man in his own image after his own likeness. So we, we created just like God. Now watch this now. Then he gave him dominion. That word dominion is where we get the word dominate. Did you know you're a dominator? We're supposed to dominate in three realms, spiritual, physical, and financial. You're a dom- Say that out loud. I'm a dominator. So he gave him dominion, and then he blessed man. Now, why did he wait to bless, put the blessing on him? The first thing he did, he made him just like him. We're made just like God. Then he gave him authority and dominion. Then he blessed him. Why? Because the blessing won't work unless you understand authority. You'll back up. You'll, well, now, I don't think I, I, no, no. I'm, I'm going to be bold about some things today because I don't want you to forget this. But bottom line is, your authority is the key to releasing the blessing, divine help, favor, your purpose, your destiny, everything that God's got for you. And so we have to understand that God did not delegate authority to us. Now, see, when I delegate to somebody, I don't really give them any kind of ownership. I just give them a little job to do. And I watch after them. And I go back and I check on them and make sure, did you do what I said? Did, right, you got to follow up. If you delegate, you got to follow up. Or, you know, because those knuckleheads, they're not doing what you said. So you, that's delegation. Okay, the next step is empowering. Now, when I empower you, I delegate, but I add to it. I let you make some decisions. You can be a part of the process. You, I'm empowering you to do that. God did not delegate authority and he did not empower authority. He entrusted authority. When I entrust it, it's your baby. Now I'm going to help you. You say, why did God allow that? I don't understand why God allows this stuff. God ain't allowing it. You allowed it. God will allow whatever you allow. I mean, if everything that's happening on planet Earth today, if God's in control, we're serving the wrong God. Because it's a mess. No, we've been given authority. We've been given dominion. And so we need to understand that. that now, you see people that don't understand their authority, what they do. They're always getting other people to pray for them. Y'all pray for me. Y'all please pray for me. Can I get somebody to pray for me? I need somebody to pray for me. You have authority. Man, when you begin to walk in this revelation of authority, you walk in your, your authority and you can pray for other folks but can I help you? There's a lot of folks I don't want praying for me. I don't know how they pray. I don't know what they believe in. There's few people in my little inner circle that if I'm facing something mega, my wife's number one, praise God, I don't want just everybody praying for me. You got some folks that don't understand authority, they don't know how to pray. Well, people that don't know their authority, they're always getting other people to pray. They live in fear. Oh, what's going on? What's happening? What's happening? Now, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and and say this to you, because I think we all can understand that there's a lot of racial stuff happening in the earth today. Come on. But when you understand your authority, there won't be an ounce of prejudice. Because you know what? My authority is not because I'm a white man. It's not because I'm a black man. And most people think I'm more black than I am white. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. If you went to my church, you know, you'd understand, you know. And so in fact, I feel right at home here. Praise God. Hallelujah. No, understand. See, when you understand authority, there's no barrier. Man, we're not supposed to even know each other after the flesh. You're not supposed to even know if I'm white, black, Hispanic, Asian, or anything else. I don't see you after the flesh. I see you after the spirit. 
So I love you not based on what you look like. Now watch this now. When you understand authority, you don't need anybody else to meet your needs. So see, you're free to love. See, if I'm not trying to get something from you, I'm free to love you. See, what does the world say? The world says, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. But authority says, I'll scratch your back and God will scratch. Oh, look out, somebody. Hallelujah. So we're talking about here, we're talking about authority in three realms. We're talking about authority in the spiritual realm. We have authority over every evil spirit. We have authority. Do you ever notice when Jesus ministered, he didn't talk to the person, he talked to the spirit that was leading the person. You don't have to be afraid of warlocks. You don't have to be afraid of witches. You don't have to be afraid of all that junk. You have authority in the spiritual realm. You also have authority in the physical realm. Did you know you have authority over your body? Amen. You tell your body how to feel. Your body don't tell you how to feel. Now when you begin, to, I can get really radical here for a minute because we, we, are, we, are, we have been living well below our privileges. Did you know you get younger every day? The Bible says, remember, remember the Bible? Y'all remember this book? Amen. The Bible says he renews our youth daily. When I woke up, I woke up younger than when I went to sleep. Now another way that we have cheated ourselves, and it's, it's the devil. It's the devil. He's, he, well, let me, let me rephrase that. Hosea 4.6 says my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge has destroyed more people than the devil has. He's already defeated. But he causes all these thoughts. And, and I mean, y'all are in a good church, but there's a lot of churches that don't teach you nothing. They don't teach you nothing. But now watch this now. We, we've been told that if you're 60 or 70 or 80 years old, you're old. Because there's a scripture in Psalms that says the years of a man's life shall be 70 years or if by reason of strength, 80. But he was talking to backsliders. That scripture is for a backslidden church that had not obeyed God. And so God said, this is for you. But if you go back to Genesis 6, 3, it says the days of a man's life shall be 120 years. And so you don't have any business even thinking about going to heaven until you're at least 120 years old. Now, we're not talking about 120 years you in a nursing home don't know your name. We're talking about divine health where you're getting younger, you're getting better looking. Come on now. You're healthy healthy, you're not sick. I'm talking about authority in the physical realm. But then let me, let me stretch you a little bit. God sent me by here not to tell you what you are, but what you could be. I was meditating in Galatians 3, where it says, Christ, verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, he that hangeth on the tree is cursed, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. Y'all are familiar with that. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. Well, when, and I was meditating on that, and the Lord spoke to me and said, Son, the blessing of Abraham is not just financial. Amen. The blessing of Abraham means everything Abraham, who is our father of faith, everything Abraham walked in, we're supposed to walk in it. So he asked me, the Lord asked me a question. He said, son, do you know how old Abraham was when he died, when he went to heaven? And I didn't. I had to go look it up, being honest with you. I looked it up. 175. So can, we, can I just be real with you? If you understand the blessing of Abraham, if you understand authority in the physical realm, you should be living until you're 175. Is anybody going to take hold of that today? 
How many know there's some things God needs to use you in the earth? You don't need to be going to heaven. I'm so tired of doing people's funerals that they're not at least 120, 130, 140. Hallelujah. Gets real quiet sometimes in the house of God. So we're talking about authority. The Bible says that Jesus began to teach and they said about him, this was in Matthew 7, he teaches as one having authority. See, there's a difference between teaching the Bible out of your head and coming in where it comes a rhema word out of your heart and it comes with authority. Come on now. And, and, so, and so he gave, the Bible says Jesus gave his disciples authority over demons and devils and to cure sicknesses and diseases. It all came down to authority. And so the Bible says in Ephesians 2, we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Do you realize there's only two seats in the throne room and you're sitting in one of them? You're, seat, you're more in heaven than you're on earth. But you know what? We're living earthly instead of living heavenly. For years, they'd make a statement, they'd laugh about it and say, well, people, they're, they're no earthly good. You know, they're, they're too heavenly minded, so they're no earthly good. No, that's a lie. We need to be heavenly minded if we're going to be earthly good. Come on. So we begin to talk about, but you got to hear it and not just listen. So you can sit and listen to your pastor. You can sit and listen to your pastor. You can sit and listen to your pastor. You can sit and listen. But one day, you're going to hear something. And when you hear it, it's going to go off in your spirit. And when you hear it, you're going to say, my days of being sick are over. My days of being broke are over. My days of being in sin are over. Come on. We're talking about authority. We're talking about walking in this level of authority. We're talking about, the Bible says in 1 John 4, 17, as he is, so are we in this world. Is Jesus sick? No. no. Is he broke? No. Is he depressed? No. Well, just like he is, that's how we are now. But see, you can't live that way without authority. You can't live that way without authority. You can't live that way without understanding, man, we got authority in the spiritual realm. We have authority in the physical realm. And we have authority in the financial realm. You know, you can actually command money to come to you. You have authority. We were talking in the back. There's no shortage on planet Earth. The wrong people got the money. But that's changing because the wealth of the sinner is, is not being, it had been laid up, but it's not laid up anymore. It's being released now into the hands of the just. And if you know Jesus, you're the just. Because there's things we got to get done, man. We're in the last of the last days. I know y'all know this, but do you know what that means? That we're in the last of the last days. Everything God ever promised you, every word you ever got from God has got to happen in a short period of time. I prophesy the next five years of your life are going to be supernatural. I mean... I mean, glory to God, because we have, we have authority in the finance realm. See, your seed has authority. I began to learn some things about this. Tell you a, Chris, a quick testimony. I don't think I've ever given this one here. Years ago at our church in Danville, uh, God said, I want you to build a gymnasium complex with classrooms because we have a school and a daycare, and I want you to build it. I said, well, there's nowhere to build it on our land. So I went out back, and the back of our land was like a ski slope. I mean, just straight down. Well, you can't build on that. So I'm out there walking, and I said, God, I said, I'm, I want to do whatever you tell me to do. In fact, he told us to do it debt-free. We didn't have any money. 
don't be surprised at what God will tell your faith to do. And so I said, well, we, in order to do that, God, I said, we would have to get enough dirt to level it off. And he said, okay. You ain't going to move God. He said, okay. He said, what are you waiting for? See, some of you are waiting on God. God's waiting on you. I said, but God, I said, well, this was years ago. This is 20 plus years ago. I said, we need acres of dirt. He said, start calling dirt. Now, I'll be honest with you. I felt like a fool. Have you ever felt like a fool? Did you know faith sometimes will make you feel like a fool? But you and you haven't ever even walked in faith until you feel foolish. So I'm walking out there by myself. I said, dirt, I'm talking to you in the name of Jesus. I called dirt. We have 15 acres, and I, I called dirt on this 15 acres of land in the name of Jesus. It's a true story. This ain't, this ain't just, you know. And I, Silas is here. Uh, you know, Philip's here. They, they can attest to this. So a few weeks later, a contractor came by the church, and he wanted to see the pastor. So he comes to my office. He said, Pastor Motley, he said, I'm, this is very unusual. I'm getting ready to say to you. He said, but do you know anybody that needs some dirt? <laughs> now, at first thought, I thought this was a joke because I don't just need a bucket. I don't just need a dump truck load. I need thousands and thousands of dollars of dirt. I said, come here, Bubba, let's go out back. Because I don't know if this guy's serious, you know. I said, now, you see that right there? I said, we do need dirt to, 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 number one, build a road to get down there and then to level it up because we're, and I just told him, you got to be bold. I said, God told us to build a gymnasium complex, a million-dollar complex, but we, we can't do it unless we have the dirt. He said, I am the answer to your problem. He said, we're getting ready a mile down the road to build a super Walmart. And he said, to build the Super Walmart in Danville, we've got to dig into the side of a large hill mound of dirt. And he said, our problem is we got nowhere to put the dirt. And he said, if you'd allow us, he said, it won't cost you a penny. He said, we will bring the dirt in and compact the dirt. He said, we'll get a tax write-off just for giving. Somebody shout authority! Hallelujah! Now see, God's no respecter of persons. He'll do that for anybody that'll believe him. But you gotta know you have authority. When you speak to dirt, dirt moves. When you speak to money, money moves. When you speak to your body, your body moves. Come on now. So we begin to understand, see, and you begin to walk into this, this, this level of authority and there's no limits. Remember in Acts, the seven sons of Sceva. Here's a quick story for you in the book of Acts. Paul was casting out devils. And the seven sons of Sceva, which a Jewish priest named Sceva, had seven sons. They were looking at Paul casting out devils. And they liked what they saw. And so they went over to a guy with devils. And they said, come out in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. And the devil talked to them. Now you got trouble when devils start talking to you. The devil said, Jesus I know, Paul I know. Who in the flip are you? And ran, the, ran them out, stripped them butt naked, and ran the seven sons of Sceva out of town. Why? Because they didn't understand authority. 
You can't jump on somebody else's authority. You've got to realize, man, Jesus gave it to you. Glory to God. Let me give you another. Philippians 2 says, Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Now, I'm going to mess with you now because we've been lied to. God wants you to consider yourself an equal with Him. Now, you're not the Almighty God. There's only one Almighty God, so don't write me no letters. But you were made just like Him. His Spirit lives in you. You're made in His image. We have the mind of Christ. You're not a natural being. You are a supernatural being. Somebody said, do you believe in extraterrestrials? We are extraterrestrials. We're not even from here. And it's not about your earthly heritage. Listen, I, we, we searched our roots. I got roots in Scotland, Ireland, England, but my real roots are in the cross of Calvary. Now, I, if you want to celebrate your heritage, wonderful. I respect that. But I don't give a rip about my white heritage. What I care about is the blood of Jesus that made me a new creature in Christ. And while I say that, we honor on this Memorial Day weekend, how many, how many of you know somebody that died in a war somewhere in the military? Do you have any family? Well, we honor them today. We honor them today. But our heritage, come on now, when you understand authority, it's in the blood. So he says, I want you to think it not robbery to consider yourself equal with God. When God created everything, he created heaven he actually created two heavens. One heaven was called heaven, and he was the God over. The second heaven he called earth, and you're the God over. Do you see that? The Garden of Eden. Do you know what Adam was supposed to do? He was supposed to take that blessing all over the globe. He was supposed to duplicate that blood. Somebody says, well, we can't be that now because he sinned. Oh, wait a minute. You need to read your Bible because Jesus, when he went to the cross, went down into hell, defeated the devil, took the authority away from Satan that belonged to man and gave it back to man. Then he said, you go cast out devils. You go lay hands on the sick. You should be living in days of heaven upon the earth. We should be God-minded. Revelation chapter 1, 5, and 6 says we've been made kings and priests unto our God. You know what that means? A king has natural authority. A priest has spiritual authority. We've been given both. We have natural authority, glory to God, and we have spiritual authority. So we have authority in every realm. But how many know a lot of, a lot of Christians, a lot of believers, they aren't living that way? They're not living that kind of authority. I'm going to give you four revelations before I close, but a centurion came to Jesus one day, and he said, a servant said, home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. But the centurion said, oh, no, that's not necessary. I'm a man under authority. I understand that your word has authority. He said, Jesus... Just speak the word only, and my servant will be healed. You know, now most people I know in my church, if Jesus said he's coming to the house, they'd have said, come on, man, go on, I got. But this centurion knew something that most believers don't know. He understood authority. The 
speak the word. And the Bible said Jesus marveled. I want Jesus marveling at my faith. There's only two instances in the whole word of God where Jesus marveled at somebody's faith, and this is one of them. He marveled at his faith. And the Bible says that go your own way. His, his servant was healed the same hour. Now wait, before you jump on the centurion, watch this now. We don't need Jesus to speak the word now. That happened before Jesus went to the cross. Now, we speak the word. We speak the word of Jesus. We speak the word of God. We take that authority now. Did you know you can speak the word of God over your children when they're trying to go to hell and they, won't, they will not be able to go to hell? You can speak it over your husband. You can speak it over your wife. You can speak it over your money. Come on now. Most people are waiting on God and God's waiting on them. Glory to God. Are you getting anything out of this? Glory to God. So we understand here that, 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 that authority. See, we don't need Jesus to show up. He's given us the authority. He's already showed up 2,000 years ago. Died on the cross. Defeated the devil. Given us the authority. Most people still got Jesus on the cross. He's not there. I don't, I, personally, I don't even like to see people wear a cross with Jesus on it. If you want to wear something that looks cool, wear a tomb that's empty. <laughs> Hallelujah. What, what's that? That's an empty tomb. Because see, you can find Buddha, you can find Mohammed, but Jesus is alive. Woo! Glory to God. This white boy is about to get happy now. Look at him. Glory to God. So we have authority. We have authority in Jesus' name. Did you know there's a scripture where Jesus said, ask anything in my name and I'll do it? Didn't say nothing about believing anything. He said, you just ask it in my name. Could it be that you're living well below your privileges because you just haven't asked? My kids will come to me. Daddy, I, I'm going to ask. Hallelujah. Because they know if they ask, there's a good, good shot at it. Come on now. God's a good God. God's a loving God. God's a restoring. Let me somebody, some, I don't know who this is for. Somebody, or you're stepping over into a season of restoration. Everything the devil has stolen from you is being restored. And watch this now. When God restores, he doesn't bring it back to its prior condition. He brings it back better. Oh, somebody needs to receive that. You're being restored. Some of you, because of sickness, your body is going to be restored health. Glory to God. Joel said, years shall be restored unto you. Glory to God. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. So we have authority in Jesus' name. We have, we have keys of the kingdom. The Bible says that what you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and what you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And so heaven is waiting for earth to move. Heaven can't move till you do because you have authority. You want something done on the earth? You do it. God's given you authority. He'll back you up. The angels will back you up. The anointing will back you up. But you're the one that's got to take the authority. You're the one who got to stand and say it. Come on now. And so there's four revelations of authority. Number one, who you are. Write that down, who you are. See, you got to know who you are. Most people don't even know who they are. 
You're not an old sinner saved by grace. You were an old sinner. You got saved by grace. Now you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now you're a God in the earth. Now you're walking in godly authority. Now you're a king and a priest under your God. Come on now. So you got to know who you are. So the first revelation of authority, authority won't work for you if you don't know who you are. We don't beg God. If my kids came to me and begged me, I think they needed mental help. No, they, we have a covenant together, man. You, they don't have to beg me. My, my kids believe me, they don't. Believe me, when they want to go to the refrigerator and get something, they go to the refrigerator and get something. They don't, Daddy, Daddy, if it, if it be your will, could I go get me something to eat? And that's how Christians are acting, we're healing. So, well, if it's God's will, I'll be healed. Read the Bible. It is God's will. Glory to God. Come on now. So you got to know who you are. Number two, you got to know what belongs to you. Prosperity belongs to you. Wealth belongs to you. You're a millionaire and just don't know it. Amen. Start acting like a millionaire. Start thinking like a millionaire. Start making decisions like a millionaire. See? Know what belongs. Healing and health belongs to you. Favor belongs to you. Man, when you understand favor, glory to God. We were, years ago, God's taught us about favor. We, we were, years ago, we were connected to Bishop Mack and Brenda Timberlake. Creedmoor, not that far from here. And so we, this is the first conference we ever went to. It was over at the old Omni. Remember the Omni in Durham? We are at the Omni and had all these tables. And it had these big name speakers. I mean, there was like, I remember Marilyn Hickey was there. And uh, uh, Brother Harrison, who was over Harrison House, was there. And so uh, other big name, a uh, couple of others, I can't think of, but big name speakers were sitting at the head table. And we had just finished the, the teaching. And so we went to get in line. There was going to be a buffet in the room. And so we were the last ones in line. So we're way over here. I mean, it, it didn't look like in the natural, it didn't look like we were going to have a table even. We were not even going to get to eat in the natural. Somebody shout favor. favor. See, when you, get, when you understand what belongs to you. So we just, we're just back there. And I, I said to my wife, she said to me, well, we know one thing, favor's on us. Now understand, we don't know anybody. This is the first time we've ever been in there. We had met Bishop Mack uh, just a couple months ago. So we're standing in the, in the back of the, in fact, our line was, went on out in the hallway. Here comes a couple of big gentlemen. They were elders. And they came to us. They said, are you Bill and Sharon Motley? And we said, yes, sir. He said, follow me. He takes us on in. He walks us on up. He comes up to the head table. There's two seats at the head table. He said, here's your seats. Glory to God. And I realized I just had a favor experience. How could you live if you knew favor was on you? Glory to God. Hallelujah. I knew years ago, I knew a lady in our church and she couldn't pay her electric bill. So they came and cut her lights off. They, they called her and they said, the deadline is that this is a cutoff date. We're going to come cut your lights off. And so she was all, we didn't find out of this until after it happened. She didn't know what to do. She said, I believe God. I'm a she said, I'm a tither. I'm a tither and I'm a giver. Well, you got rights that other people don't have if you're a tither. I mean, if you're stealing from God, you don't have a lot of rights. Hallelujah. So she didn't know what else to do. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, God's faithful. So they come out to cut her lights off, and uh, they're supposed to cut them off at 5 o'clock on a Monday. 
And she noticed the lights were still on Monday night. And she noticed Tuesday the lights were still on. And she noticed Wednesday the lights were still on. And she noticed Thursday the lights were still on. So finally she called down there. I probably wouldn't have done that, but anyway, hallelujah. Sometimes you need to leave stuff alone, right? She called down there and she said, this is Miss whatever her name was. She said, uh, you know, they, they cut my lights off, or they was coming to cut my lights off Monday. And she said, the strangest thing, they still own. He said, that's not possible. She said, what do you mean? He said, I sent the crew. He said, I talked to the supervisor. She said, they have to report to me when they, anytime they disconnect. Hey, your lights are not on. She said, really? He said, yeah, your lights are not on. Your lights have been disconnected, and they will not be put back on until you pay your bill up to date. She said, so my lights are not on. He said, your lights are not on. She said, okay. Her lights stayed on, glory to God. That's called favor. That don't make no sense, but that's called supernatural, uncommon. It don't make no sense. Smack the devil in the face. Favor. That's what's available to you when you understand authority. Number three, you have authority in prayer. A lot of folks are praying, but they're not believing anything. They're praying, but they're not believing anything. Remember when Peter was in jail and they had prayer for him all night long? The house, they had the house, they're all praying for Peter. And what are they praying? God released him from jail, right? Y'all know the story. I know Pastor Lily's preached this. So, you know, the earthquake hits the jail. Angel comes, gets Peter out. Peter comes to the door where they're praying for him to be released. So a young lady comes to the door. He knocks at the door. Young lady comes to the door. Peter's standing there. She slams the door. She runs back, tells the rest of the people in the house praying that he'll be released. She said, it's Peter. He's at the door. They said, no, he's in jail. That couldn't be Peter. Said, that must be his angel. See, they ain't believing nothing. They ain't, they're praying, but they ain't believing nothing. Finally, they went back and realized, that Peter, God didn't let him out of jail. Wonder how that happened. Well, it wasn't their faith that did it, I can tell you that right now. Come on now. So we, have, we, we pray from a position of victory. We're not praying to get something. We've already got it. And we're coming against the enemies and hell that's trying to take it away. See, you're not the sick trying to get well. You're the healed and the devil's trying to steal your healing. Prayer's all about position. And for some reason, we think if we scream loud enough, it'll move God. No, you know what moves God? Faith. 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 Jesus was going through town one day, had an itinerary, had to go over here and preach. There's a blind man named Bartimaeus standing out there. Jesus ain't, ain't dealing with him. Jesus going, going the other way. Blind Bartimaeus. Jesus, have mercy on me. He still goes on. Jesus, he wouldn't shut up. See, faith won't shut up. Jesus, have mercy on me. Finally, the Bible said Jesus stood still. Did you know your faith can cause Jesus to stand still? And Jesus said, Get him, he, bring him over to me. And of course, blind Bartimaeus didn't stay blind. Why? Because he understood authority. Why is it every time we talk about the lady with the issue of blood, anytime you hear preachers preach about the lady, remember she grabbed his, his, his garment and got healed? Why do you always put yourself in her position of grabbing the garment 
When you understand authority, you're up here with Jesus. And somebody's grabbing your garment. Because you're walking in his authority. Come on, somebody. That's a whole different way to live. Glory to God. So we understand authority in prayer. Then number four, we understand how do we activate how do we activate authority? Watch this now. It's voice activated. Authority is voice activated. Remember the scripture that says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so? In other words, you've been redeemed, but you don't get redeemed until you say so. Whatever gets in your mouth gets in your future. Whatever gets in your mouth gets in your future. This thing is a spiritual law and it works both ways. You talk the curse, you're going to get the curse. You talk the blessing, you're going to get the blessing. I heard Timothy Hagen say this years ago when he was a pastor back in East Texas. He had been at a church, then he moved to pastor another church, and there was a family in that church where he pastored previously, and a man that family had cancer. And so they called Brother Hagin and said, Brother Hagin, when you come through town, would you go to the hospital and pray for him? Would you lay hands on him? Brother Hagin said, sure, definitely. He knew the families real well. So he goes into the hospital. The man's laying there. has been given just days to live in the natural. And Brother Hagin went to lay hands on him, and the Lord stopped him. And he said, don't lay hands on him. He's not going to get healed. He's going to die. He's going to die. And Brother Hagin said, Lord, healing belongs to everybody. You're, you're no respect to persons. I've been preaching this for years. He said, yeah, but that man has put spiritual law in effect. He's been saying out of his mouth for years that he's going to only live a certain amount of days. And he's reached that time. See, your life doesn't have an expiration date unless your mouth puts it in there. So the man died because he kept saying, I won't live past, I think it was 68. I won't live past 68. I won't live past 68. See, death and life are in the power of your tongue. Not your pastor's tongue, your tongue. What are you saying about you? What are you saying about your finances? What are you saying about your body? You know, I hear people, man, it's, I, I, well, I tell you what, I feel so old. It's because you're talking old. Get your mouth renewed. See, when we got saved, our mouth didn't get saved. You have to renew your mind. Talk like Jesus talks. Jesus, remember Mark 11? Jesus, Jesus ran into a fig tree and he was hungry, but there was no figs on it. The Bible said Jesus spoke nine words to that fig tree and turned around and walked away. Basically, he said he cursed the fig tree and he said basically something like this, no man ever eat fruit of thee ever again. And then he didn't. See, if it had been us, we'd have said 14,000 confessions. We'd have called the choir in to sing. We'd have anointed them with oil. Get three prophets to prophesy. Where's the apostle? Somebody get up. Not just nine words. He understood the power of words. You don't have to say a lot. You just have to mean what you say. And then he just walked. And of course, the next day coming through, the thing was dried up from the roots. Now what that tells me is the day that he spoke to it, you couldn't see any change. We know that because if there had been any change, Peter would have jumped. Oh my God! Because Peter was always, you know, he's kind of nervous. Jesus, look, the thing's dying right before your eyes. But he didn't do that because nothing happened. And this is going to help somebody. I'm closing. This is going to help somebody. He spoke to the fig tree 
And in the natural, with our natural eyes, it didn't look like anything happened. But down underground, in the roots of that thing, it died. Some of you don't think anything's going on. You don't think God is moving. But down under the ground, when you spoke that word, the minute you released your faith, that thing started turning around. Come on, stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We decree and declare that we have authority in three realms. Come on. Come on, say this. I decree and declare that I have authority in the spiritual realm. I have authority in the physical realm. I have authority in the financial realm. Money come to me now. Money's always coming to me. Increase is always coming to me. I'm wealthy. I'm rich. I'm successful. I'm prosperous. I'm healed. I'm highly favored. Big doors are opening for me right now. I have no fear. I want my faith and not by sight. I decree and declare my family's blessed. My business is blessed. My job is blessed. My church is blessed. My pastors are blessed. I live in the blessing. As Jesus is right now, so am I right now. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Glory to God. Hallelujah.